Hello everyone and welcome back to another EXP podcast. I'm your host Tim Burrows and with me as always are my co-hosts Luan. Hi. And Ken. Hey everyone. Uh, today we're going to be talking about mentorships and to discuss the topic with us we're joined by two guests. We have Josh and A. Um, and I'm going to get the guys to introduce yourself starting off with Josh. Yeah, hello everyone. Uh, thanks for having me on here. So my name is Josh Lynch. And I'm a principal material artist at Probably Monsters. And I'm also the founder of the Mentor Coalition. And I am the founder of Art of Josh Lynch. And I am Adi Santos. And I'm a senior environment artist working at Machine Games. And yeah, been doing games for the past 10 years now. It's a long time. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) All right. So to start us off with, uh, I'd like to kind of introduce the topic of mentorship so um mentorship is something that become quite big online in recent years um but it's something that perhaps a lot of students or beginners um might not have heard of so could i get one of you to give us sort of your definition of what a mentorship is i why don't you go first man all right. So I've been doing mentorship for very little, maybe compared to Josh. Uh, I've been doing this for like, I don't know, around less than a year now. And I think for me, mentoring is about the person, you know, it's about like who the person is um, and what he wants to achieve, you know, like. And I think in that way, my, my approach has been always more of a conversation about like establishing some some kind of confidence with the person and talking to him and see which areas he's not feeling, you know, like fully into, like he doesn't like master the subjects or anything like that. And then as well, like to be on top of him with uh, like doing a full project, like do something for his portfolio. So in that way, I think it's about like, it's a mix between like somebody who's behind you telling you like you're doing the things right or wrong, correcting your errors teaching you what you don't know or what you don't feel confident about. But then on the same, at the same time, it's about like somebody who's, uh, you know, pushing you to do a project together, to put something, a scene or a prop or whatever it is, because it's open, at least for me in my case, like it's open to people to decide what they want to do. I can suggest stuff. I can be like, hey, you want to do this or you want to do that? That's that's not going to be uh, doable in the amount of time that we have. That's another thing that I usually ask them. Um, but it's about the person, it's about them, and it's about the project. So I'm just a help. <laughs> You're there to guide them. Exactly. I guess that's the same for you. I guess that's the same for you, Josh, as well with the the coalition with so many mentees, well, you, mentors. Yeah. So I mean, I <clears throat> I think that's a really good way to put it. I like. Uh, I mean, I I just actually had to look it up. Like I've um, kind of like. <laughs> shocked here, but I've been like just a couple of months shy. I've been doing uh, mentorships either on my own own or through the mentor coalition for uh, just under four years now. And wow. so that's pretty crazy. That's... Um, sorry. So I kind of taken it back by that, but uh, for me, it's uh, it, it, it is about, uh, you know, really focus like one-on-one experience, you know, like many other places or universities or online schools or whatever, they, they offer, you know, group settings and, and you learn that way. But 
Um, I've done that myself. And I, I was always personally very frustrated by that experience. Um, you know, maybe you get sick for two weeks and then it's just like, you know, tough shit. Like if you can't catch up, then you feel like you wasted your money. Yeah. And so for me, like I, I really like the one-on-one experience because everybody's different. Right. And some people, they, they need different, like everybody needs something different. Like I've worked with people who are, uh, you know, really good artists, you know, like they're like really good traditional artists or 3d artists, and they might struggle inside of substance designer. Or I've worked with people who are really good in substance designer and they have like a tech art background and they want to get better at making art and, and any, and anywhere kind of in between. But like I said, it's really about uh, honing in on what that, what that person needs, right? Like what he or she, um, the, what they need. And then just kind of go from there. And I, I, I also said like, <laughs> like they get like a lot of mentees I work with, they're very excited. Right. And, um, <laughs> and that's awesome. Yeah. Like I'm through, I'm thrilled that they're excited, but we have like a limited amount of time. And what I really try to focus on is like, just, um, just like get, getting a lot out of the little bit of time we have. And, and that doesn't mean like a lot of work. It means focusing on the work we're doing at the time. If that so how, makes sense. So how do you, because obviously if someone goes to, to uni or something, they're, they're excited. They've got three years of just working on assets. They're really pumped. Like, how do you, how do you keep them excited when they've come, when they've proposed these ideas to you? Like they want to make an entire MMO or just a full on scene <laughs> and you, you need to scope them back. And you're like, look, we have, I think yours is six, six sessions. Like we have six sessions. We can do this. Like, how do you maintain that level of excitement that they, that they had? I think it's very easy to do for me at least it's just like this is not realistic uh, one of the things that I try to to get people on is uh, they need to get into a production like kind of mindset you know so mm-hmm. what I'm trying to teach what I'm trying to to get them to understand is like this is how you work in games in real life and these are the times that we have and according to that you need to adjust your production in this case, your personal project to it. So it, it is about like making them realize that they actually don't have the time to achieve what they want to achieve because it's unrealistic, you know? <laughs> it's very easy to yeah, get. Yeah, I see, it, I see it a lot. <laughs> yep. So what if, uh, what if you've, you've got someone that's been in the industry for like whatever years, seven years, for example, and they're just really burned out and they kind of want to find that energy to put onto another project. How do you help them find that energy? Well, that's a good question, actually. It's a, a very tough one, but I, <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> yeah, Josh but... is Josh is sitting in silence. He's thinking. He's thinking. <laughs> no, I'm just letting I go. I can go if you want. I mean, yeah, you go. You go first. I think it really comes back to. Uh, I, I think this is actually a great question, and I was pretty excited to touch on this topic whenever it was going to happen on this call. Uh, there are a lot of people I work with who who are like, it's, I, I don't always just work with students, right? I think that's like a misconception. I work with a lot of people who have shipped multiple games and they oftentimes they, because of what's happened to them in their career or their productions they've been on, um, they just need some sort of different perspective. They need a cheerleader really, you know, like Mm -hmm. they need somebody that will find the things that they're doing really well and help them help remind them of that. 
and then like hone, hone in on the stuff that they need to level up. Right. Like sometimes I work with people who need, like in the career coaching I do, I mean, it could just be like leveling up your portfolio and creating like a plan to do that over the course of several months. Um, but I, I do think a lot of it is, uh, uh, it, I don't know the right word. It, it's a lot of just connecting with people on a personal level and having a lot of empathy for what they've been through. Right. Um, and to kind of go back to what the other question was about, you know, they're really excited and they want to make an entire level. I mean, there's teams in established pipelines when they make a map and it takes them months. So you're not yeah. going to just make a, <laughs> you're not just going to make a map, you know, by yourself without it taking a long time or, you know, getting really burnt out. And so one of the things I really try to focus on is like, let's, let's get it going in, in, in the quantity is small, but it's very focused. Like the focus is on quality and polish and understanding like core workflows and principles, not it's, it's not about making like, I don't know, like a big, game, like a grand theft auto, like citywide map, you know, yeah. <laughs> maybe <laughs> if you're like a, a Houdini person that might be, but you know, so I think you'd sell out your mentorship, dude, if you posted, you know, you'll make an entire GTA map in, in six hours. <laughs> Doctors yeah. don't believe this man. He makes a GTA map in five yeah. hours. <laughs> the game developers hate him. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> in that regard, I think uh, when it comes to, to, to focus on like doing something, I, I think like for, for internship, oh, sorry, for uh, mentorships, the best thing is to focus on something that is small and reusable and yes. i think there is something that you could do with that i, I had a mentorship with ethan uh, who is a student in in denver colorado and he wanted to do a whole scene and i was like you know how much time do you think we have and he was like something around six months and i, I think that was a time that well he could achieve it and he did at the end actually and uh the thing is like it's about cutting corners to deliver right it's like real productions like you have to, I remember like to give you an example of this, I remember like he needed to sculpt a whole floor of planks. He was doing like this kind of like a, like a ship interior, right? With a cannon uh, R and stuff. And he wanted to sculpt every single plank individually. Oh my God. <laughs> and I was like, it's a common mistake, like to believe that everything is done, like repetition, like avoid the repetition is something that when you when you see it in games, you think like everything is done like so bespoken, you know, but it's not in reality, right? And I remember asking him like, how how many planks do you reckon that's going to be? It was like around 100. I was like, I use a sculpt 100 planks. <laughs> and then we, we put a plan together and we, we reduced that to like, I don't know, I think it was 20 planks at the end. And he reused them and twist them and like, you know, rotate them and all, do different tricks in order to have like multiple variations. So we ended up having like a hundred planks, you know. So at the end it was about cutting the corners and and making understand, making him understand what it was about. It was about like become efficient in production, and that's what mentorship could help about. Yeah, it's knowing where to cut. It's knowing where to cut those corners, I guess. Yeah, I guess that's um, really game production in general, right? It's like how to be efficient and get things running in a way that's smart and yeah. And, and going back to the question that you asked me mm. about like how will you like somehow put some energy into somebody who's already out of energy because they've been working on 
on uh, on projects, on games and stuff. And to me, it's just like when you switch studios, you know, like the first year is full throttle, you know, it's, it's just like you don't mm -hmm. even think about it. It's like you want to impress people, you want to show around like how you do stuff. And then you realize like how good people around you are. So it, it's that kind of like feeling of like, you know, you get like full of energy again. So some something like that, I will I will try it with people who are a little bit more, you know, tired or jaded about the games industry. I guess it's about finding that fresh view again, right? That fresh feeling. Yeah. yeah I guess it's like a new job, but um, yeah. This I mean, this is probably more of a just like a personal view because I have considered mentorships actually in the past with Josh and probably some other other artists out there, but. Like, how do you, I guess my question is, how do you know, like, when it's, when it's time to take that mentorship? Because I imagine there's loads of artists out there that want to take one, but they might be hesitant or think like, like, do I need one at the moment? Like, maybe I can, maybe I can wait. Like, do you have any advice for those sort of, sort of artists out there that are kind of on the fence? Yeah, I do. I mean, I think if you're thinking about it, I would, I would reach out and start a dialogue because for me, like your kind of question, right, mm -hmm. um, frames it in a way that there's a right time or I need to be at a certain skill set. But that's yeah. not the case, right? Like that's not how that should be viewed. And I'm really glad you brought it up, actually, because, um, you know, if you think about I, I think about me, my like my path a lot. And, you know, four or five years ago, whatever, when I was really pushing on substance, um, you know, I was really like excited by what I was making at the time, you know, and then you fast forward a year and two years and three years and you keep growing. But if you would just wait and you say, oh, I'm going to keep waiting, I'm going to keep waiting. Um, you might miss out on a lot of um, kind of key insights or workflows at the time for where you're at as an artist on your on your path. Right. Mm -hmm. So I'd, I think that, um, you know, I've worked with people who I worked with a guy who he was really cool. Like he emailed us at the mentor coalition and he's like, I'm weighing going to this school or I'm really looking at taking mentorships with you for you guys with you guys for like years. And I was like, wow, okay. That's a big, a big deal. Like I, big. I yeah. yeah, I was like, let's, let's talk about it. You know? And I was really honest with him. I was like, there's a lot of value in taking the classes. Um, but because he works so much, um, he wanted something that was more flexible. And I was like, yeah, I think then, you know, the mentor coalition or, or any mentorship with somebody would be the way to go because it's catered to where you're at at that point. A school is like you go through a, a literally a pipeline and then you shoot out at the end into the real world and you're like, I'm going to get a job, you know? <laughs> yeah, so, it's not always the way. <laughs> yeah, so I think that for me, like... Um, there is no wrong time, right? It's, it's just about like growing. And so you could say, well, I'm, I've been learning substance designer for six months, but I'm going to wait three years until I talk to Josh. But if you talk to me at that six months, I'm going to get you way further, uh, you know, than you would get on your own in six that makes sense in, in you'll, you'll get that person there much quicker than yeah like i'm going to help you hone in on where your shortcomings are right now and then in two years you want to work with me again we'll do the same thing right yeah no, that, a little bit that about makes focusing sense. right yeah i think honestly 
it's it's for me at least i will say that to people when they feel like they're not uh you know leveling up their skills when they feel stuck into something and when they see somebody who's actually offering mentorships can help them with them you know it's i think everybody is different when it comes to learning like some people actually are natural learners in a way so they they don't need anything they just like analyze reality they they watch tutorials and they level up so fast right but mm -hmm. there are some other people that for some reason something doesn't click in the brains and they need somebody to actually teach them how to do it yes. and it's probably a very silly thing you know probably something about a small trick that you know because of your experience yep. and when you tell them that little trick or when you tell them that little like observation about like how you think about things they come like oh, holy shit yes <laughs> you know it's it, yeah. it is it is easy yeah so like right yeah if you if you didn't talk to a mentor you would maybe spin your your wheels for a long time or get frustrated and maybe just get so frustrated that you leave the process entirely right yeah so i totally get it man yeah it it is you know not everybody is the same when it comes to learning so yeah you have to consider all the options and mentorship is one very solid option for that because it's about yourself it's about your what you need your skills to develop and and you have to pick the right person to do that right and yep. it has to be somebody that you know his work and you actually know that they can teach you to progress and to level up you know so yeah it's whenever you feel stuck whenever you feel like you're not progressing enough because there is a rock in the way that's when you should definitely start thinking about like doing a mentorship i think of it a lot like uh yeah sorry <laughs> no go for it go for it i i think of it a lot like you're like let's say you're going to the gym right um and you're just like working out and you're doing your thing and you're like man i'm not progressing like i've been here for a year like why don't i see this improvement um, when i do these workouts or like i'm trying to target my nutrition this way or something and then you get a trainer right so it's it's mm -hmm. to me it's literally no different than that like you get somebody that has more experience than you and is able to help you get focused up and and honestly like hold you accountable right and and be there for you like when you have a rough week you know like keep you pushing that's a really good example actually cool. like i've never that's a great never thought about it like that that's that's a great one cool we i say think that. a lot of people can relate to that <laughs> that's why yeah. i bring it up you i know? mean you should, yeah you should, for sure you should yeah. just put that on both of your websites like a personal trainer just like personal trainer yeah <laughs> i'm gonna go one step ahead I will say oh, men here we go. mentorship is the steroids of learning. <laughs> yeah, that's true. <laughs> there you go. Two great slogans for future mentorship. Yeah. Without the side effects. <laughs> yeah. But uh, um, yeah, earlier in one of your answers, Josh, actually, you were talking about people, uh, you're talking about like learning institutions and things like that. And yeah. And I imagine there's, because there's this weird conception that you need a degree in our industry. And I imagine there's a lot of people that, would happily do mentorships for, you know, two, three years and, and level up like insane amounts, but yeah, they opt for university because they need that degree. Um, yeah. You know, do you, I mean, is there, is there a right choice in that? Is there a bad choice? Is the, the mentorship something that, you know, could one day potentially offer degrees in that regard, you think, or. Oh man. Um, well, I think for me, like, um, I know that a lot of, 
students that take mentorships with us, um, they kind of use it as like an accent to their like primary education, I guess you could say like, okay. So like, let's say somebody went to like a a well-known school and then they, they are like six months uh, after graduation and they're still not where they want to be skills wise. They're having a hard time getting a job. Right. Or they Mm -hmm. might be in the middle of schooling and you know, their teacher, they paid a lot of money for this class is just having them watch YouTube videos. It happens, you know? And so they want to, to talk to somebody who's like an expert in that field. Right. So I, I see that, uh, happen a lot actually. Um, and I think I don't, I, that's an interesting, I don't know that it would ever, isn't it? Yeah. I don't, I don't know right now you, you would need to be to to replace like i forget how you phrased it but to re- to replace it sounds like you were asking like to replace a typical university kind of experience. i mean if like if either of you were hiring someone and yeah. you had you had two candidates one went to uni good portfolio and another one has just done mentorships and really good portfolio as well like is that degree relevant for you at that point or you just you know the work's no. great what's relevant for me is their work and, and their, how we talk when we interview. I, I don't care. Like if you didn't do anything and you were just talented. I absolutely you know? agree. I absolutely agree with Josh. Like it doesn't matter if you went to uni or not, who cares about that anyway? Like, yeah, I'm, the, I'm with you guys on that. <laughs> yeah. It's a title at the end of the day. And probably you pay a lot of money for that, which makes yeah. it even harder. Yeah. I mean, uni probably costs more than that. I think that's why I asked because I know there's loads of people out there that are probably considering mentorships, but then they spend 10 times more on university and yep. learn less. Exactly. Yep. Yep. And, so, and they actually learn in the mentorship, but not in university. Exactly. So yeah. guys, give your money to these two. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, I, I, I appreciate that. I will, I do want to say something though. Like when I was, I did go to the university of advancing technology there were many mm-hmm. times there where I was like extremely, extremely frustrated with the classes or the curriculum. Um, I couldn't even get them to get ZBrush on the machines back when I was there at the time, um, even though all the job postings were like, this is a requirement now. So th- there was that there was that frustration. Right. But mm-hmm. what I do want to say about, you know, university is that like. There are some schools or programs or whatever, when they have a batch of graduates, they, they reach out to their network and they, on their behalf, like they blast their portfolios out. Like I've seen it, you know? And so in that way, it, it, you're, you're getting some help that way. I also had uh, really good mentors when I was going to UAT. Like I, I had somebody that was like a career counselor who taught me a lot you know, and taught me to believe in myself and have more confidence to reach out to different people. And I think that that like, yeah, like maybe I could have found that uh, somewhere else, you know, but there are some pluses to it. And like you build a lot of soft skills, like by interacting with people, you know, but I I think I was going to say soft skills at uni. Yeah. For me specifically, university has given me two things that I think are somewhat fairly uh, worth 
worth a lot. Uh, one is the soft skills. I think I learned so much and grew as a person in a uh, in university just by having so many people around me to interact with. And the second is the the degree kind of opened a few more doors in terms of um, more to do with my personal life in terms of like a, a citizenship in the UK, for example, or uh, going to apply to a different country and getting a visa for those for those countries. Like they tend to not require those things, but those things tend to help a lot. And I think those two things for me have been quite key for universities. Yeah. Yeah. It makes sense in that case, I think, like, especially if you want to, if you don't have experience enough and you want to move abroad and stuff, that's going to make things easier. That's one thing that a degree will do for sure. And especially for citizenships and stuff like that, that will help. But going back to the question, I will say as nobody, like everybody is completely different when it comes to learning, right? Mm -hmm. So I think classic uh, education works for some people because it forced them to actually go to the classes and to do their homeworks and to do everything to progress, right? And at the end of the day, better or worse, they have something, you know, under the arm. Uh, but I think like something like learning online takes way more discipline. Yeah. Because you need to be every day there by yourself and learn, you know, like if you... We, if we're not talking about mentorship specifically, like just like following tutorials and, and yeah. you know, that takes a lot of energy and a lot of discipline to actually do. And not everybody's made for that. So I think like both systems have a place. Of course, one is a bit more expensive than other. <laughs> but yeah. I remember when, when I went to LA to visit a couple of friends that I have there and uh, they took me to their old... Uh, actually, it's funny because I actually met... Uh, Frank Seng, uh, lead uh, character artist at Naughty Dog, back when he was out of uni, pretty much. And funny enough, he was uh, working for Ember Lab, uh, <laughs> the one you <laughs> now for. World. Yeah, it's more, right? And they were doing ads and stuff. And I remember going with them and uh, my friend Colin Chuck, his uh, concept artist, that he, he was in the same uni. And they used to joke about like how much... Uh, the friendship was the most expensive thing they had <laughs> because they, they spent so much money on that education for nothing, you know, because after that, like they were like, listen, after this, we need to still work a lot, you know, make sure that we are good enough to get hired to go there. I mean, actually both, both of them prove it and they are where they are now, but yeah, I think both systems work uh, as long as, there are different people, right? And mm. but I think still, I, if if I had to do it and start from scratch today, I will start like learning from tutorials, and then I will jump into mentorships because I think that's the way to go nowadays. Yeah, I I agree. Like you get really, you just cut through all the fat. You're just like, what do what is important? Like, do you what, think what, there's what enough... do people pay attention to? Yeah, sorry, go ahead. Uh, sorry. Um, do you think there's enough like mentorships and people doing mentoring available to not replace university, but like help uh, a lot of people that are maybe looking for for that experience instead? Yeah, I think so. I mean, I don't think of it like as a again like as an either or thing. I think everybody's different. Like I is saying, um, it's another option. Yeah, yeah. it's another option. Someone pick. Yeah, like you, like. I mentioned like you have to be really disciplined. That's a great point. I mean, that's part of why the mentor 
coalition has the private discord we have because a, a lot of people that take a mentorship, they stick around and they post their work in there and we all champion for each other, you know, and help each other grow. So it's not just like this thing that, uh, you know, you stop, right? It doesn't end, just it continues. Yeah, yeah it just continues, right? right? And what's rad mm -hmm. is like, you might talk to another mentor and you're like, oh, hey, I want to work with this person. They were really cool with me and they helped me or like their perspective or their passion about something that I really want to learn about, right? Like whatever that might be, you know? Yeah. So, I mean, I don't know how much you can say about the the mentorship coalition, but like, what's the, what's the general like lesson plan? Like how, how do you actually teach these people in only six, is it six hours each, um, each course that you have or six one-on-one -on -one, uh, yeah there's six total like... six total hours so uh, like generally mm -hmm. how does that work roughly like is it you just give them a list of tasks to do and, and they fire off on all of those in their own time so it's it's really like i said like you need to put the work in on on your end i'm just here to guide you yeah i mean we we start off by you sign up i'll just run through it right so you you sign up and then um, we introduce you to your mentor. We ask a series of questions. Uh, you figure out what times you want to meet. And then you and uh, the mentee and the mentor start talking about what it is that's important for them to learn. What are the goals, right? Uh, there is no like predetermined task list. I think that's really a disservice. Like you're not, I'm not. My, my approach when I mentor or why I started the Mentor Coalition is you're not, not everybody fits into a box. I can't say to you, oh, hey, uh, by week four, you're going to know this, right? You might struggle mm -hmm. on the material second week and that's okay. You know, like it's important. It's it's not about like being this like, uh, you know, all-star student. All it's about, yeah, it's about like, man, production is a struggle, right? And so is making art and it's okay to like work through that. That's a big thing for me. Like people will get on a call with me like after maybe their third call and they're like, dude, I'm so sorry. I didn't make as much progress this week. And I'm like, well, why, what happened? Like, let's talk about it. It's, it's, I'm not here to like scold you. That's not what this is about. You know, it, it's about me helping you. Like, I'm really passionate about it. I hate that stuff. Like, I don't want you to feel like down about a rough week you had, because I can tell you, like, I have many rough weeks. Like, who am I to say that, you know, you're, you're not like, I have to have empathy for that. Right. Cause I, I get the same thing. So I, I definitely, that, man. yeah. Like I, I, for me, like, uh, it's about like taking in as much info as you can from the mentor, uh, with what you're working on or through at that time. And so for me specifically with, uh, materials, like, you know, I get some people who are like, Hey, I want to make three materials this month. And then the first thing I ask them is, are you working? Like, how much time do you have? Because my goal with you is to to help you with like core workflows and principles and like see see what we're doing, not just churn through it like so fast. It's not about I took a mentorship with Josh. I did eight materials. It's about <laughs> I did maybe one material with Josh or I learned a bunch of core workflows and then now I can go make 300 materials. You know what I mean? Like it's yeah. it's yeah, about you, that kind you of thing. The you want to learn the pipeline because yeah and then you can start utilizing it and churning out the work at a consistent rate that would be yeah. the pipeline it makes yeah. it makes sense so i guess i know that was kind of a long answer but i i i don't i don't have a pre i never have a thing where i send you hey this is what we're doing 
every person that signs up, it's my, you're signing up to work with me and I'm here to help you. And it's, it's my job to figure out how I can do that. Perfect. Yeah, no, I, I think it's, it's interesting what Josh is saying, because for me, at least, like, I don't have a method neither. I only have some guides that we used to follow. Uh, and that is basically like we do it on Sundays. We do two hours of live chat and then you have assignments for the week. Then we have like a chat, like a brief chat through text uh, on Discord on Wednesday to see the, the progress over the week. And then whatever like the mentee like finds out it's very hard or having some difficulties with, then yeah. we discuss it on Sunday pretty much. And yeah, that me, makes sense to me. Sorry, go ahead. No, it's all right. Uh, for me, the important thing is, especially at the beginning, because um, I've been mostly working with people who are either starting to work or students, right? And to me, what's more important is the beginning is to establish like the, the goals, you know, the objectives of the mentorship. And and I need to know the person. Like I, I, I do at the beginning like a small interview the first day. And I want to hear that person and and see how he perceives himself and his work, you know, and how that is accurate with the reality. Like if I ask somebody to judge his own portfolio, I want to hear what he says. So that will give me some clues of how that person is thinking, you know, because I think the most important thing in all this critical sense, if you don't have critical sense in this uh, games industry thing, it's like, nah, you, you won't go anywhere. <laughs> you won't go anywhere at all. Because you need to think like your work is never, I mean, it's never good enough. It's always better. You can always you can do always it. improve. Exactly. Yeah. yeah like, so no, so go, go ahead. Go ahead, man. Oh, I was just going to say, like, I do that a lot with, uh, like, just to, if we're talking about something, I'll say, oh, hey, look at what I made four years ago versus where I am now. Like, but back then I was like really happy with it and I was confident. And then now I'm able to like critique it. Right. And I would hope that any artist as they progress uh, gets to feel that, you know, I'm still not done, I guess, is ultimately I don't think anyone is, you know, like you can be very good and able to output at a high. Uh, yeah, well, the, the thing is, no when you skill, finish a project, yeah. like you realize you could do the first half of that project so much better. You're like, oh, I made that this way. I could do it this way now because I know some new it's techniques. Loop. Of course. Yeah. <laughs> you're, just forever, you're just forever updating the first 50 percent, really. Yeah. yeah. So I wanted to go on a um, slight tangent here, but here we go. No, when, no, no. no. <laughs> <laughs> <You> have, <laughs> it's not one of those tangents yet. Um, so you're teaching someone. You have this person. They're in. They've been in for like two, three weeks, and let's say they're a bit difficult to teach for whatever reason. Uh, I kind of wanted to get your thoughts on how that compares to maybe a uh, lead or a senior that has to mentor a junior. And for whatever reason, the junior is quite either stubborn or just doesn't get something. Or let's say it's been a year and he still just hasn't figured out how to progress. Like, how do you deal with those situations when they're difficult to teach? I, you want to take question. this one first? It's that's yeah. a big one. Yeah. yeah, I have a very specific uh, answer for these. <laughs> <laughs> I think there's a like a, a major difference between like uh, mentoring somebody at work and mentoring somebody outside work. Uh, mostly if they're interns or juniors, especially because like when 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 I do mentor somebody at work, 
I'm in mill production most of the times. So I actually have a lot of stuff to do apart from like mentoring somebody, right? And if that person doesn't want to listen, if that person doesn't want to follow like feedback or stuff, then it's their problem at the end of the day because I have all the stuff to do as well. So you cannot change the minds, you know, at the end, if somebody don't want to listen, he won't or she won't, you know? And while I think it's completely different outside work because I that, those people are paying for the time with me. And uh, I try to make them understand that what they're doing or what they're not doing, it is incorrect, you know? Like if, if you keep doing that, you're going to fall again into the same stone. It's, it's as simple as that. And if at the end they don't want to listen still, it's, you know, that will go into the portfolio. But, you know, so hopefully enough, it will be softened by the rest of the, the scene or the probe or whatever they're working on. So, so if they're working on, say, I don't know, like a vertex shader and, and they're doing it inefficiently, like how far do you go to show them the correct way? Like, will you, will you set the, the, the shader up to be like, look, you should do it like this because X, Y, Z, or do you just tell them in theory, like, look, if you do it this way instead, full hands on, you'll save a lot of time. I will, I will definitely go full, full hands on and I will ask for the scene or whatever it is, the file and we'll open mm-hmm. it and I'll be like, listen, I'll do it like this. And then I go through and I do it and they'll be like, ah, all right. And <laughs> like this file, I'm going to delete it. Now you do it from scratch, you know, <laughs> so, so they, they, they get the message, they get what they need to understand and then they do it themselves. So. I guess that's the same for materials as well, Josh, with the your mentorships. Uh, yeah, you mean as far as being hands-on? Yeah, like I guess you ask them for their file sometimes to be like, look, this is, we can improve this this way. And Yeah, definitely. I mean, I think, uh, uh, yeah, like, so we're, if we're on a call, right, like, and let's say we're past the first week, right? And I've already given you a lot of feedback. Like I'm going to be checking that feedback, right? Like to make sure, um, not that you did it to be like, I'm trying to, you know, find something you did wrong, but to make sure that the way I taught you made sense, right? Because I need to be a good teacher too. Um, but also like that you're, you're grasping the concept and you're able to, to implement it, you know? And so for me, like I, I usually have uh, the mentee like open up the file on their end and talk me through it. And I can find out real quick just by listening to you talk where you're confident, where you're not, whether you know right. you're doing that with me at the time, you know. And so um, I'm taking notes. And then when we jump into it, I say, um, OK, like, let's let's hop into like, I'll take I'll sh- share my screen now. I'm going to open up your file and let, let's get into it you know? And, uh, yeah, I'm very hands-on, you know, um, I understand that substance is like a very technical tool in a lot of ways. And so I don't expect you to just be like, uh, you know, if it's, I think if it was like sculpting or modeling, I might, um, do like a sculpt over and like maybe, uh, share that with you later, like the screenshots, just so you could kind of see, you know, but with substance, I'm very hands-on. Awesome. Um, and as far as that question, I, I do think there is a big difference when you're, uh, like you're paying for a mentorship at home, um, or maybe your studio is paying for the mentorship. Like that happens too. 
um, or, you know, you're, you're an intern or you're like an uh, associate level or mid-level and you're getting mentored, right? I think that um, what's pretty common is a lot of younger artists, they, a lot of them don't even, I, I personally think don't intend to do it this way, but they come off like they're like, they know everything because they're eager to show what they know, right? They're, they're trying to, in my opinion, like justify why they're there, right? And they're trying to impress, right? But um, in the middle of production, like I said, like you're, you have your own stuff to do and you're trying to be helpful and um, to get stuff done. And I would hope that uh, the artist being mentored would like hopefully recognize that. I know that in my career, I, uh, <laughs> I didn't always recognize that. And I had some um, people that like pulled me aside and kind of walked me through some things and they, you know, they like, they gave me some, some straight talk about things and it really helped me. Um, but some people don't do that and they just get frustrated, you know? So, yeah. Yeah. But I think, I, I think when you have empathy you ha and you can help people, like I said, it's up to them to want to receive it. I think what, what Joe said, there's something uh, about like people being stubborn about like, you know, denying their, their mistakes and stuff like that. I think the advice I will give to people who are juniors or interns and they get in somebody to mentor them is just listen, just listen. Yeah. Because uh, a lot of people, and I, I met like, I think like the best artists that I met probably are not the people who are like popular online. It's like the anonymous people that work in video games for so many years and know so many things, you know? And uh, I've seen like, I've seen it a, lot, a couple of times where like some junior says like, oh, but who's that guy anyway? And I'm just like, who's that guy? That guy made that and that and that game. And he probably <laughs> yeah. doesn't have a presence online, but he can do maps like, and you don't know about him. That's, yeah. you know, it's like a shark waiting for you at the bottom of the ocean. <laughs> you, know? <laughs> like, oh, shit. you know, that's big. Yeah. <laughs> and, and, uh, and those people, just because like, oh, these people don't have like an online presence. What are they yeah. going to teach? It's like, no, don't be silly. Listen, please. Yeah. Yeah, I think there's a, it's interesting, there's a difference between, like, when you're a student, you're like, uh, you're, you're constantly taught about your portfolio. This is kind of a weird, weird thing. But you're taught, you're taught uh, skills, and you're taught to build up your portfolio. And the goal is to attain a job. Many places don't help you after you've attained the job, right? So like, that's part of the career coaching I do is to like help with that a little bit, you know, like, let's talk about once you get the job, like, how do you navigate things? Like, how do you not piss people off? Because it's real easy to do, you know? Um, yeah, like you, you said, like somebody might not have a, a art, art station and then therefore that means that you don't need to respect them somehow. That's really weird. Um, it's I've very been common. around... Oh yeah. I imagine I've, it happens. I imagine that happens. It's cuz I guess it's so visual, right? Like you can see yes. what they've done. That's what I'm trying to say, right? You're you're um thank you for saying that. Like you're you you put so much emphasis on on your portfolio and therefore it has value and so they don't have one and therefore they don't have value. You know what I mean? Yeah. But really yeah. a lot of things are about um I learned really quick that once uh, I got my first or second job or, or when I was in my first and second jobs, rather that uh, it was about not just being able to make art, but be a good game developer. 
like there's a big difference there, you know? And so a lot of people, I mean, I've, I've met really, really talented, like associate level artists who um, just immediately are like, well, why am I not senior yet? Like I can, I can sculpt better than that person, or I can make materials better than that person, <laughs> or I can make props better. But at the same time, that senior artist might be able to uh, put together like a pipeline or how to put together a map or to get the map performant while keeping visual quality that an associate level artist more than likely has no clue how to go about that. And so those are they the kind have of one piece of the puzzle, right? Yeah. So, I, yeah, I mean, I don't know. If... No, I, I yeah. definitely agree with, with that, actually. Because I think, like, specifically when, when it comes to environment art, there's so many fields. We're not even talking about technical aspects, but and there's so many artistic, like, skills you need to master in order to do good environments. And that starts from, like, big picture composition to do modularity, right, to do textures, to do sculpting, to do hard surface, to do a lot of things, right? Yeah. And to, to have that balance is quite difficult, you know? And, like, somebody who can only sculpt rocks it's fine or who can only do tileable materials it's fine you know but for environment you need to have like like mastering that that many skills all the time it takes a while so i, I don't know it, it is complicated when somebody who's a junior and think they're better than like seniors that have been working there for so long and that can deliver maps on time and on chip games then i'm just like eh you know, what a bad beginning. <laughs> what a bad beginning. <laughs> what, what about if the, what if the artist is a senior, like exact same scenario and like, how, how do you deal with them in, in that scenario then? Cause I imagine that happens as well. Where it's, it's not just a lot more straight, right? Yeah. At that oh, point you're is. an adult and you should know better. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's the theory. <laughs> the theory. <laughs> oh, nice. I mean, I, I, yeah, I mean, I think that like I've worked with, that's the thing that's dangerous, right? Is like, like a lot of what we just talked about is putting the onus on the associate level uh, artists mm -hmm. to do better, but the seniors need to be really good and have empathy too, right? Like I understand that at some point you, you might, uh, you know, get frustrated and, and, and not want to help anymore. And then you, you handle that however you, you feel like you want to handle that, I guess. <laughs> But, um, uh, like I, I've met some, I've seen this happen where like, uh, you have a associate level artist who's not even doing anything wrong. Like they're not, they're not pushing back. They're, they're honestly trying to do the right thing, but the senior just, uh, just, it's just real toxic, mm. you know? And then that, per you don't know, like that artist's background, how they were raised, like what, goes on in their mind based on how somebody approaches them. Like you, you might talk to them in a certain tone and then they shut down and then yeah. you've just, you've just killed it all. Right. And then you're like, and then the seniors like, well, why aren't they help? Like, why aren't they doing what I say? And it's like, bro, cause you just like rock their world, you know, like this is their like first job and you just shit all over it, you know? So there's some responsibility there too, I think. Yeah. Absolutely. I think that's a, a good point. Like, I think that actually ties into your, what you both said at the start where, you know, the mentorships, you're there for them. You, you listen to what they want. You make sure you, you can guide them to, to reach the goals they want. So 
yeah, yeah, I think that's a good link between the two. I think as well, um, it's not only about mentees, but not everybody, everybody's different, sure. But uh, not everybody is ready to be a teacher, to be a mentor. Yeah. You know? Because not everybody has the, the patience, not everybody has the time, the effort, or even like a clear idea in their minds of like understanding what they do, their craft, you know. One thing is like mastering a craft and another completely different thing is mastering a craft and being able to explain it yes. in a good way, you know, in a, in a theoretical mm-hmm. way and in a practical way, you know? Yeah. And not everybody's the same on that page. So no, they're not. So, so how did you, how did you both, cause obviously you, you've got a lot of years of experience in game dev. Like, how did you realize, right, you know what? I, I want to become like, I want to do mentorships now with, with people like, like what sparked that that trigger i guess because i imagine there's loads of artists out there like we were talking before the podcast actually i think before josh joined like i would love to do mentorships one day but I, there's no confidence to to take someone's money and and kind of deliver what they they hope if if that makes sense so what was that spark that you guys had to build the the mentorships platforms that you have go ahead i well i think for me it was when when I actually started like doing talks, I got invited to a couple of places mm. back in Spain and in Rome and online. And then I was putting together a PowerPoint and, you know, tried to summarize like what I wanted to tell, what I wanted to explain to people. And the moment I started reading through and I realized like, holy shit, like nobody, nobody that I know wrote these points together. And I think like, Sometimes you're only aware of your own knowledge when you write it down. It's silly, but it is true. <laughs> you know, that makes you sense. That does make sense. Make a couple of pages of PowerPoint with bullet points, and then you realize, fuck, this whole thing makes sense. <laughs> and then, <laughs> then you understand it makes sense, you know. And yep. and then I start like writing, and then I start doing like uh, small articles about texturing, and then you know I got feedback from it. And people were like, fuck, this is really good. Like nobody has put theory of texturing together in a, in a blog, in a text, you know? Yep. And I was like, okay, that's really good to hear, you know? And that made me push my brains into like, you know, of course, apart from like some experiences at work where I have like some people who were juniors um, and they were, they were just starting in the industry and I sit with them and uh, and I had a really good time doing that, you know, and teaching them and be, being very casual at the end of the day. And then that that's when I realized, like, you know, uh, it, I, I know more or less my craft, but I actually think that I can teach this. And that's how I started. And I, I didn't even say, like, I don't have a website or anything. I just mentioned it on my blog and people started contacting me. And I was like, okay, yeah, let's start doing this. You know, <laughs> it was <That's> awesome. <laughs> yeah. I think for me, uh, it it was looking back on it now, like at, at the jobs I had, like my early jobs, I would say, like I, uh, like I was really big into like Endu at the time. And, oh, wow. Uh, about that? Oh, yeah, dude. Good old time. Endu, Endu is awesome, <laughs> man. So you, you started the mentorship when you were at working on Shadow of, Shadow of Mordor or was it before? Shadow of War? Yeah. Yep. Okay. Um, yep. Uh, so this, this was, I'm talking like, this was like my really early in my career. So I was, uh, like I, I would, uh, share workflows and techniques. Um, but I would, I would say like when I was at, 
Tryon and I was really like into Endu and the character art team. Uh, like I would, you know, I was like really, when I went to my second job, I really wanted to take advantage of it. Right. And so I would go to different disciplines and just talk to people and, um, you know, the character art team, uh, like I saw, I don't remember exactly, like somebody was making some lines and I was like, oh, you can just add that in Photoshop in, in Endu. And like, they had no idea about it. And, uh, yeah, I, I, before long I was like, I had the team at my desk. I was showing them how to use the tool. And I thought, man, this is so cool. Like, uh, it, I was empowering people ultimately. Right. Yeah. And I was like, oh, this exchange of, of information and ideas is really powerful. And I just really loved that experience. And so once I got a taste of that, I, I wanted to just do that in, in any, I guess, in any platform, you know. Uh, and then after a while, I figured out that it was mentorships to to do that, like outside of work. Yeah. Of course, a good, good transition, to be honest. It, it I think connect- of- Sorry. Sorry. Again. <laughs> <laughs> I think connected to these with what Josh was saying. Uh, there's one thing that, you know, it, it, it feels silly saying it, but like doing your work, it's a very rewarding thing to begin with, right? Yeah. Being able to ship games, do art for games and all that is really good. But when you start mentoring people and then you start realizing like you get joy out of teaching somebody and seeing their progression and you feel like a child sometimes, you know, <laughs> at least for me, I feel like the illusion for it, it's just like, oh man, you're progressing, you know, somehow you, you are very empowered to change that person, uh, kind of fate somehow yep. what's, yep. what's on your hand at least. And it's really rewarding. Like for me, like the best thing about mentorship is how rewarding it is at the end of the day to see somebody like progression over time and like where they were and where they are when they finished the, the mentorship. So it's I think really it's something that's come up a few times in some of the previous uh, episodes we've had where uh, we've had art directors and, and leads and they all kind of say share the same feeling, which is it's super rewarding to help someone out and see them grow and see them sort of become something so much more because of all the help you've given, right? I think that's, yeah. a, that's a really nice sort of feeling to uh, uh, to lead your mentorship with, you know? It's a very selfish uh, feeling somehow. <laughs> At the same time, yeah, selfless <laughs> you, and selfish. Yeah, because you're getting some emotional outcome out of it, right? And it, it is quite uh, fascinating. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I really like it. I mean, I, I want to kind of go back to something, uh, like I have a strong opinion about this, right? So like you can be like a shit hot artist, man. Like you can be really talented, but if your soft skills suffer, then your career suffers. Because after a while, like, um, you know, you, you're going to become like pretty isolated. I, I feel like anyway. Um, so it, yeah, it can be pretty painful to see, you know, somebody who's really bitter or doesn't want to share. So well, I, don't, I, I don't know. Anybody don't listening? have a lot of time left, yeah. but uh, that's actually something I wanted to touch on a little bit more yeah. uh, in terms of the soft skills things, because, yeah, sure. Let's um, do it. you know, it happens a lot where, uh, you have, like you said, you get people that are really, really good, but they just don't know how to deal with things and they're not great at sort of just talking to other people. And, and I was wondering if you had any sort of ways that you teach your uh, mentees and uh, like these soft skills or help them improve them or even just oh. in general, like with your, with your 
job like other juniors that may or or seniors even that may lack that you go Joe. Uh, oh thank you sorry <laughs> yeah i um i i really try to approach it through my the stories i can share okay um and and kind of the successes i've seen or have had from um improving my soft skills and and the the detriments I've seen or I've had from from not exercising them properly, I guess. And so I I try to to teach it that way um because I feel like if I do that it's more authentic to you, you know? Um and then you might feel that hopefully you feel something from those stories. Um at least that that's kind of like the high level of how I approach it. I guess that uh, plays a little bit into the empathy thing that you talked about before, right? That's sort yeah. of in a, in a backwards way where they're kind of just put in a position where they have to understand what will happen to you as well. Yeah, for sure. And I, I think that uh, a lot of people think that becoming senior is about being a good artist, but it's, it, it becomes another, you have to have another skill set. Um, like, especially being a lead when you make less art and you have to be mature enough to step back and kind of let other people shine and shield them from stuff, you know, and, um, you know, like eat a shit sandwich is what I like to say. <laughs> and so like, uh, yeah, like there, there's a lot of that, you know, and I, I, I think with the, um, you know, it's also like how you carry yourself online. I can tell you when I review applicants, like the first thing I do is I go to try to find their Twitter or something like that, because I feel like that's a big window into how, uh, how they act. So, yeah, they're, they're, you're always kind of being interviewed in my mind. <laughs> so, um, 24-7. Yeah. So I think, uh, I don't know if that answers your question, but that's my like high, high level thoughts. I, I don't know what you want to add to it, buddy. I think, I think, uh, regarding that, of course, I don't think you can change people's mind, like yeah. in how they act and how they are. And, uh, you can always like recommend, or you can always, I always try to say like, be humble to begin with, mm, because I yeah. think like being humble is one of the best things that you can do in the games industry and be yes. nice to people. And this we say it like so many times, right? Where people were saying, oh, don't be a dick. You know, you won't get a job if you're a dick. And that is true, actually. You need to be a nice person. Of course, yes. you will have differences with people and you will think differently and you will have your own like things at work and stuff. But in general terms, be a nice person. And that's something that you cannot teach to people. And if people don't want to change their mind about that, they will find the, you know, the raw reality at the end of the day. It's like, you won't be welcome in a, in a company if you're a toxic or if you behave badly or if you're selfish, you know? Yeah. So it's karma at the end of the day, I guess. Yeah, yeah, it makes sense. I'm a bit conscious of the time that we have left. So I think we've got quite a lot to, to keep going on, but I'm going to sort of bring us... We'll have uh, to bring them back for a second. Yeah, I'm going to start, start bringing us to wrap up. So from, from a lot of what I've, I've had kind of, um, you guys talking about the, the the big thing that it seems a mentorship brings that um, university or or kind of tutorial struggle with is a perspective on things that um, I mean a lot of lecturers in university you know they could have been out of industry for a certain number of time even in some cases they haven't you know, they've never actually been 
working in a production environment and obviously tutorials no matter how skilled the person is um it's just a recording so it sounds like you guys are able to kind of bring that perspective um to someone that's different from their own experience or um that can kind of touch on those things that that perhaps a traditional education can't do so uh we're going to jump over to a couple of patreon questions just to wrap up um if you've got enough time josh hopefully we're oh we're okay yeah no no i'm good. brilliant uh, cool, cool. so um the first one uh from dom he's asked about common mistakes that you see uh in mentees and kind of approaches to fixing them so i guess um josh you kind of mentored more people than um I have so perhaps you can kind of see a bit of a broader pattern but do you find there are particular um like really common things that that crop up a lot of the time that perhaps are uh misconceptions or or things that a lot of people are um having their head to approach a certain way and that you can yeah I I think that's a good question man I I think a lot of conversations I have about mentorships is what is it um because the way people are brought up like they're just used to sitting there. Somebody teaches them a bunch of stuff and they're next to 30 people. So it's a lot of um, trying to get them to understand what the process might be. Uh, I think we already kind of touched on it, but there's a little bit of like maybe uh, being a little bit uh, ambitious. Um, But I, I think one of the, I guess the biggest misconception to me is that there's, there's coursework or like a syllabus that you're going to follow. It's a, it's honestly like a fair question. I'm not trying in any way to make somebody feel like they're stupid for even thinking that because you can't fault them. Right. Like I mentioned, that's how a lot of people are, are brought up in education. And so I think that that's one thing that I would say, if I could get a point across about the way, at least the way I run the mentorships is that it's really one-on-one it's catered to what you need. So I would, try to think of it that way when you sign up for it, like really be honest about what you're after. Um, it's, uh, yeah, it's okay to, to admit your shortcomings and to, to want to work on them. I will say about that, that the most common mistake I've seen so, so far is, uh, people are not doing production ready things. People are not thinking smartly mm. when it comes to bring solutions to the table. And it's because, of course, like most of the people that I I have mentor don't have much experience working in games. Yeah. And they don't do the thinking before actually doing the thing, you know. And there's a lot of thinking behind environment art, for example, before you actually do any environment art. So, yeah, production ready and smart thinking will be the two most common mistakes that I've seen. That's good points, I. Cheers, man. <laughs> <laughs> It's brilliant. Um, and we have one more question. Uh, so um, Mira has asked us, um, what kind of is the biggest takeaway that you guys have got from mentoring others? Is there anything that, not just that you, you've given to your mentors, but have you kind of, what have you taken away yourself from the experience of mentoring? That's a good one. I, you want to go first? Yeah, I mean, I already mentioned it, but for me... What I'm taking away from this is like the satisfaction of seeing somebody growing and somebody become better and somebody who can fortunately tomorrow have a job in the games industry and and partially because I had something to do with it, 
So to me, it's the joy of teaching and the joy of enjoying, you know, like doing that, doing that and, and seeing the progression. So nice. It's a very, very nice feeling. Yeah, I would, I would agree with that. I, I think the first thing I thought of when that question was asked is, um, is, is exactly what I said. I, I, I think like, um, helping somebody attain employment, like in any way is, is incredibly powerful. You know, um, we, I never think that I'm the only person I, I know I'm only a small part of that journey, but it's still a huge, huge thing for me. Um, and I'm quite proud of, of my mentees when I see them, uh, reach their, reach their goals. You know, um, I, I would also say that, uh, I think it's made me a better person. Like I have a lot more patience. Um, I, 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 I try to, s I think it's made me like a better game developer too, because, because I'm directly working with so many, uh, different skill levels or experience levels that it's, it's made me more of a rounded, uh, both person and, well-rounded person and developer, I guess is what I, how I would put it. That's a really good point. I think, uh, because, uh, it, I feel the same way somehow, because I feel like when, when I've been doing these, it's helping me out to, as you said, Josh, have more patience about people not doing exactly what you spend, expect them to do, you know? Yeah. So yeah, in a way it will make you a better game developer on the long run, I guess. And there's a, a kind of second part to that one. He's also asked, was there anything that you guys in particular did to kind of prepare yourselves to be a mentor? Oh, man. Uh... Uh, <laughs> well, I, I yeah, go ahead. I, I, yeah, go ahead. I. I'll tell you. I did my first one for free. Oh, wow. That's what I did. And I was like, listen, I'm just going to try myself here as well. And I was like, you know, I'm not very sure about like doing mentorships or not. And he was like, all right, let's give it a go. And <laughs> end up, end up well. <laughs> but I did the first one for free. That's the thing that I did to try myself. And it worked really well. Yeah, I mean, his work came out really, really nice. So, yeah. Congrats. <laughs> <laughs> I think for me... I'll, I'll say it like this. So I, um, there's an artist, probably many of you are familiar with like Kyle Horwood, right? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Good friends. He's cool, man. Right. Like I, I really like talking to him. And so he was the first mentee I had, uh, when I was living in LA, I remember he was asking me a lot of questions and I just remember getting on Skype one day. Cause I was like, look, I can't, I can't, uh, answer this over text. And he was, <laughs> he's so, he's so sweet. Like he was really polite, you know? <laughs> and, um, I remember, um, my wife was like, I'm going to go, I forget she was going to go somewhere. And I got on the call with him and I was like, okay, I'll see you later. And, uh, I guess what I found during that call with him was that I wanted to do that. I wanted to teach this way. Um, because I felt really, it was like really invigorating and it was like to see or to feel the, 
barriers kind of break down or to answer the questions directly and you could see them or hear it in their tone that they're like, oh, that's what I have to do. Um, it's very rapid, right? And so it's it's really like I would describe it as like intoxicating in a way. And um, when I was done, um, my wife hadn't left yet. And she stuck, <laughs> she stuck around to tell me, you need to do this because I've never heard you talk to somebody like that. And so for me, I was like, okay, like, I'm just going to try to do this however I need to do this then. Because everyone has to find their own Kyle Horwood. Yeah. I wasn't expecting that, but you know. I mean, it's just, it's, yeah, like, I think IE brings up really good points, you know, like, it's all, uh, it's just very personal, I guess. Yeah. It's definitely very personal for the mentee and for the mentor. And every, everybody comes with something different to the table to give or to, to get, basically. But it's about them. So, First and foremost. That sounds like a really good note to kind of wrap up on, um, having sort of covered stuff over the last hour or so. Um, yeah, so it, the mentorships really bring that kind of extra personal element uh, and connection that you you might not get through learning in other means um so if you are listening in and you're thinking about a mentorship or or looking to those options we'll we'll put some link um to these guys websites and places in the description so you can kind of go check them out and have a look see if it's something you're interested in um thank you very much to i and josh for joining us today to have a chat about this uh and thanks to Kem and Luan also for being here and helping me host. I hope everyone's had a good time listening. Uh, if you want to learn more about EXP, uh, head over to the website, read some of our articles, come and join our Discord community um, and be active with the other artists. Until next time, take care of them. Bye. Thank you. Bye-bye. Yeah, thank you for See having ya. me.